Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. On my way back from the office, had an awesome day, racking it up with the staffing company. We are exploding. We're breaking records every single week. It's ridiculous. Man, I was talking to a girl today uh, who still works in, works in the life insurance industry, and you know, her and I were going back and forth, and it's once you rock one business, like you know how to do everything else. Like once you crush life insurance, you can get into staffing. You can get into real estate. You, or if you crush real estate, you could get into life insurance. You could start. I guarantee you could start a restaurant. Like once you've like learned how to sell, and then learn how to teach sales, and then learn how to lead people. Like I feel like you could do just about anything. Like you've made. Because what happens is, is you get all the mistakes out of the way. And it's not to say that you're never going to make mistakes again, but. You know, dude, I'm telling you right now, get into sales, get into business early, stick with it, and then diversify. You know, there's a saying that says if you chase two two rabbits, you'll catch neither. I think in the nascent stages of your business career, you need to focus on one, one single business. And then once you've mastered that business, then diversify. Like you can't, you can't get into business for the first time ever. Like you just left your nine to five desk job. You can't go start three businesses. You're going to get mauled, crushed, decimated, destroyed. You need to pick one and stick with it. And then when you've learned to be in business, and when I say in business, I mean your income isn't guaranteed every single week. I mean that there is financial risk that you're also risking time and capital. That's what I mean about going into business. I don't mean working for somebody else, although you could work within somebody else's hierarchy and still be in business for yourself. I'm talking about there's financial risk associated with what you're doing. Your paycheck is not guaranteed. Until you've done that and mastered that one area, don't worry about diversifying. Stay in your lane, learn the game, and then diversify. Everybody sees me now, they're like, oh my goodness, Mike started this staffing company. He's doing real. Maybe I should start a company. No, 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 no. You've been in the game for a year and a half. I've been in this shit for 10 years. Sorry, I'm trying not to swear. I've been in here for 10 years. So big difference, big, big difference between young, one year in business and 10 years. It's like dog years. It's like you got seven years experience. I got 70, 70, seven zero. So stay in your lane. Second thing I wanted to talk about the pandemic. This was the least efficient pandemic ever because I'm sitting in traffic now. I was sitting in traffic all weekend on my way to Long Island. The whole drive from Maine down through Massachusetts and Connecticut, all these places into Long Island, there, it, it, you would get up to where the traffic originated, and there's nothing there. You know what it is? It's a bend in the road. So tell me, deadliest pandemic ever, and I got to sit in traffic in Connecticut. Deadliest pandemic ever. This, would, this is the worst pandemic ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how am I in traffic outside of Portland, Maine? It's Portland, Maine. I'm in traffic in Westbrook, Maine right now. Deadliest pandemic ever. And that brings me to the other point. When I see somebody wearing a mask outside or anywhere now, it tells me everything I need to know about you as a human being. Everything. Everything. There is no more singularly and efficiently identifying attribute as a mask that just allows me to immediately download every aspect of somebody's personality to near perfection in terms of accuracy. There's nothing that exists like the mask. You see somebody walking around with a mask, driving around in a, with a mask, at the gym with a mask, 
in the mall with the mask. You know everything you need to know about that person. They're weak. They're compliant. They're a liberal, obviously. They're usually, uh, obviously, very physically weak looking. Mentally weak is what I meant before. Physically weak. Probably have very little to no strong spiritual morals. It's pathetic. There is nothing, I think, that the masked individual is the most reprehensible repre representation of humanity that we could possibly see now in the modern age. It is, I find it to be so pathetically weak and disgusting. And now what I'm doing is I, you can't wear a mask around me without me making you feel uncomfortable. And you better not let me catch your kids wearing masks around me because I will make you extremely uncomfortable. I don't let people wear masks anywhere near me, whether it's near me in line, whether it's walking down the street with me. And I try not to do this around my wife because she can't handle confrontation. But I don't let these people just do it. I'll lean out of my car window and I'll say, and you could be like, Mike, that's not very Christian of you. Dude, people need a wake-up call. People need a wake-up call. The apostles didn't sit around with sitting on their hands. Okay, They're out in the streets in people's faces with the truth. Now, I'm not saying... That Paul the Apostle would have yelled at somebody for wearing a mask. But that's what Mike's doing. And although it might, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but it sure feels right to me. Like, we can't allow this anymore. Like, how, I, I hate talking about COVID and all of this because it's everywhere and it's just, it's, it's low-hanging fruit. If you run a podcast or anything, YouTube, whatever, it's low-hanging fruit to talk about COVID. So I've, I've avoided that. In fact, I've talked very little about it, although I feel very, very strongly about it. But this whole, you know, because I see a video today of these police officers, officers showing up at somebody's house to match the serial numbers with their purchase records on their guns. Oh, you're not in trouble. We just want, we just want to see the serial numbers. We'll be out of your hair. You show up at my house asking about my guns, you better have level five plates or a warrant, something. I'm telling you right now. That's a threat because you can't have, I'm telling you right now, started with the masks, now the vax, now they're showing up to check the serial numbers on your weapons. Canada can confiscate your phone at the border, look it up, and go through your phone at the border. Now they can confiscate your digital device and go through it, all your messages, everything. It's, a, it's like a boa constrictor, okay? It's like the frogs in the pot. Like, it gets hotter and hotter and hotter, and it gets tighter and tighter and tighter, and you don't notice until you can't breathe anymore. You don't notice until you're boiled alive. And it's because all of you are sitting around waiting for somebody to do something. I'm out here putting my ass on the line, yelling at people with masks, being very, very vocal. I don't know what else I could do other than run for public office. I'm ready for violence. And that's the biggest thing. I think at the end of the day, the men listening to this podcast that have even two brain cells to rub together, you need to start to prepare yourself for violence. It's that simple. I don't believe in peace as a person at all. I don't think peace, peace does not exist. Until Jesus comes and recreates the heavens and the earth, there's going to be no peace. Okay? It's violence. And it, that's all it is. It's going to be violence. And some of you are like, well, you know, this, I don't believe in violence. Yes, you do. If I come to your house and I grab your wife and throw her down on the ground and put a gun to her head, what are you going to do? You're going to call the cops. The cops are going to come. And if I don't put that gun down and listen to their orders, there's going to be violence, either against me towards them or them towards me or me towards them. 
So you just believe in violence by proxy is what you believe in. Everybody believes in violence. And if you're a man and you're not prepared to be violent, you're going to get gutter stomped. You're going to get rolled over on. Because it's going to get violent. I've been saying this for the past two years. I said this one month into the pandemic. I said things are about to get violent. And if you are not, I'm not saying to go out and look for violence. I'm not saying to go out and hurt people. I'm saying that when somebody comes to hurt you or take your rights from you or your family or put you in a camp because you won't take a vaccine, you better be ready for violence. You better be ready for violence. And more and more people, you realize how much more, how many more of us and how many more guns we have than they do? You understand that we have more guns in, in our civilian population than most countries have in their military? By like double or triple? More and more people got to start waking up. And if you're a man and you're fat and you're slow and you're mentally weak and you're spiritually uh, a spiritual eunuch... You're going to get rolled on, and more importantly, and worse, your family's going to get rolled on too. Because you're going to be, you're impotent, you're useless. Like when I'm in the gym, I'm training myself for violence. When I go to jujitsu, I'm training myself for violence. Everything in life is violence. You've got to be prepared for it, especially now. So that's all I got. I don't know. I said to get these things off my chest today. But be ready. It's game time. Stop being a little fat, sloppy loser. All right, peace.